This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey everyone, welcome to Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Rudy V, along with my son, Anthony Ray. First and foremost, we want to thank our producer, Mark Winter, and Pet Life Radio for giving us the opportunity. And we want to thank all of our listeners out there for uh, checking us out. Guys, this episode is on mobile grooming. Some of the do's and don'ts, how cost-effective, how profitable it might be, some of the legal aspects, and uh, we're going to talk more about this quick-growing mobile grooming industry. We got that. We got our funny comment section. All that coming up on Groomer Humor. Hey, everyone. Michelle Fern here. I have the perfect gift for Mother's Day. You know, I can't visit my mother-in-law as much as I'd like to, and that's why I love the Skylight Frame. It's a touchscreen photo frame that you can email photos to, and they appear in seconds, so my mother-in-law can see the pictures right away. And I have a great savings for you. Just go to skylightframe.com slash pet and you'll save $10. That's right. S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash pet, P-E-T, and you'll save $10. And get ready to receive sheer happiness thank yous from your recipient because they will love this. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. Once again, we are your hosts. I'm Rudy V along with Anthony Ray, my son, my little bambino. And how you doing today, man? I'm good. Long weekend coming up, which is good. I'm going to get a lot of stuff done. A friend of mine is getting married, so we had his engagement party. Congratulations, Pat. We had his engagement party this past weekend. That was fun. Those vodka and cranberries, man. Oof. Yeah, I, I tried to call you the next day, and you uh, you weren't available like all day <laughs> long. What were, what were you doing? Uh, sleeping. Ah. Uh. Well, trying to sleep anyway. I, that's funny. That because uh, the uh, the engagement party started early at one o'clock in the afternoon. I got there at three, had a couple of vodka cranberries, and I was asleep by seven thirty that night. <laughs> so that has to be some kind of a record uh, for uh, <laughs> for how quickly one yeah. has become annihilated. Whoops! You're usually playing uh, Call of Duty by that time. So yeah, it, it, Call it, of Duty it, or Resident Evil. It pulled you away from that. Must have been a good time, man. It, yeah, it was one of those where it was just like, wow, we're it's, we're all here. The whole group, the whole clan was there. So it was just kind of, you know, it was flowing nice. And I, I didn't want to, you know, I usually, I'm not much of a vodka drinker. Yeah. Um, but when we're out, you know, drinking beers, you know, it gets expensive, you know, because sure. now you're paying, you know, whatever, five, six bucks to have one beer as opposed to five, six bucks for a glass yeah. of vodka, which is going to do a lot more to you. So, uh, unfortunately, I, I lost track of how many <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, started drinking the vodka drinks as if I was drinking beers. <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, a friend of mine, Eric, actually, uh, the bar was real packed, so he was sitting at the bar, and I was standing behind him, and he texted me the next day, and he said, I knew you were in trouble the one time that I handed you your drink behind me, and 90 seconds later, you handed it back to me, and it was just <laughs> ice cubes, and said, tell them to get me another one. He said, I knew you were in trouble right then and there. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm... yeah, but a quick recovery. It was good, which yeah. is good. We got I got a lot to do. I like, uh, I, so, it makes yeah. me think of like, you know, when you guys were younger, you know, when you first turned 21 and, you know, I said, Hey, aunt, you know, try not to drink too much. And like the response of you and your friends was like, well, we got to build up our tolerance. Yeah, you like build what, tolerance what, what a stupid thing to say. We've got to build up our tolerance for something that's really bad for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if that is a thing or not. I do know this. I know that couple years ago when I had lost a considerable amount of weight, I stopped drinking beer because of all the carbs in it and I was doing the keto thing. And the first night that I switched to vodka because there was no there was uh, no or very little carbs anyway in it, I puked my brains out and I got completely annihilated. But then slowly but surely, I was able to polish off a lot more vodka drinks and I wasn't getting sick or anything. So I tolerance, I think, is does exist. It's a dumb thing to want to increase until you get older, then your tolerance, you know, decreases. It's kind of like, you know, you're born into diapers and you die into diapers. It's it kind of has that effect on you. One thing's for sure, one thing that's going away with age <laughs> is what I'm able to accomplish the following day from yeah. drinking. Yeah. That and I still, I still have, you know, I have a couple of my friends who are a couple of years younger than me, like my friend Jeff. He's able to, you know, he could drink until six o'clock in the morning, get up, and he and then take a shower. He calls it a money shower, uh, and then he can just accomplish whatever he needed to do that day. Me, when I get up uh, the next day, I feel like I was hit by a truck, and it, and I feel like that for like a few days. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, the difference. I know Jeff, so the difference between you and Jeff is that Jeff is a personal trainer and he works in a gym and you're like a personal couch potato right now that yeah. doesn't work in a gym. So that I think that, you know, you shouldn't compare yeah. yourself to Jeff there on that one. You might want to, yeah. uh, you know, so yeah, but here's the thing. I don't know what your alcoholism has to do with mobile grooming right now. <laughs> well, you asked me how my weekend was and I told you, <laughs> but you know, at any case, you know, don't drive a mobile grooming truck while intoxicated. I guess we should put that out there That's, right away. You know what? That's a great way to start. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And definitely mm. don't groom dogs while driving the mobile grooming unit while intoxicated either. So yeah, that's, that's uh, I guess that's where the whole thing fits in. That's what we wanted to. Uh, that's the disclaimer. Uh, we, don't be drunk like Anthony and have a mobile grooming. In it, it's only transitional <laughs> material on our show here, guys. That's what yeah. we do. We had we transition. That's it. Uh, from topic to topic, very smoothly. Very so, smooth. yeah, uh, clearly we're kicking off the show with don't be an alcoholic and be a mobile <laughs> Yeah, you're, yeah, you're going to lose your tolerance yeah. and uh, all that stuff. So, anyway, let's get into the mobile grooming. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, listen, mobile grooming, uh, just so you guys know, it's, it's really a great thing to get into if you're a dog groomer out there. It's a thriving business right now. We're showing huge growth in the near future. But with that being said, let's get into some of the legal aspects of, of mobile grooming. If you plan on starting a mobile grooming business, one of the things is, and, th and there's a lot more than we're going to even be able to discuss in 30 minutes here, but let's try to dive into it as 
efficiently as possible. One of the things is you're definitely going to have to get your vehicle inspected. And I mean health inspected, not just, you know, not only inspection through, you know, your normal motor vehicles inspection, you're going to have to have it health inspected. So this is one of the things that you definitely have to keep in mind. You also have to keep in mind the licensing. You're going to have to license it just like any business that you start. It's not like you could just go buy a truck and, you know, go down to your neighbor's driveway and start grooming their dog. And um, all states and townships have completely different variances as, you know, with mobile grooming. So you really have to look into it, what's available in your state and the legality in your township itself. You know, some townships have variances where you cannot pull up a truck or anything of that nature for a period of time. So with that being said, just look into it. You really need to do your research on where you live and, again, understand that it's no different than opening up any other business. You really do have to do this legally, so just to avoid any problems in the future. Some states and areas are a lot easier than others, too. I, yeah. Around here, it's real tough. It We're is. in like the New York, New Jersey area, and you can't even have a hot dog cart. Here yes. Without going through the ringer. I mean, that, they make it real difficult. They um, do. But there's other places that are. Pennsylvania's. Luxury. Yeah, Pennsylvania's good. a good one. We still do see quite a few mobile groomers driving around here, though. Thank God. Because that, that, uh, yeah. I, I like it. I like that whole thing. It, you know, it is. It's because we're from New Jersey. A lot of alcoholics here. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. They, I, think, they, I think a lot of those yeah. rules are instated because of me. Like, they know. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> they, they found out about Anthony. So they were like, whoa. You know, this guy cannot have a mobile grooming truck or a hot dog truck either because he's going to eat all the hot dogs. I'm going to eat all the hot dogs. Exactly. I think the process (laughs) is really just to make sure that whoever's trying to start the mobile groomer isn't me personally. (laughs) That's that's right. I think think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. I found out about you. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, no, it's a, it's a good observation. And I think anywhere like where there's more congestion of people, it's going to be a little bit more difficult only because, you know, it really is true. Where are you going to park these vehicles? You know, like there has to be ample room to be able to park the truck and uh, without your neighbors complaining and this sort of thing. So yeah, places like Pennsylvania or, you know, Midwest states where there's more room, it's going to be, I think, a little bit easier to be able to do something like this. And again, like Anthony said, though, not that you can't do it here. There's tons of mobile groomers in our area. It's just that it's a little bit harder to obtain, a, you know, a, a licensing and, and permits for it. So, but again, just look into your area and see exactly what you need to do before you go purchasing a truck. You don't want to be out tons of money without knowing first the legal aspect of it. Yeah, some of these trucks are very expensive. Yeah, those, yeah. those nicer ones, man, wow. Like we're they... going we're, we're to actually get into some of that you know, in a few minutes. Okay, so with the legal aspect being in place there, let's talk a little bit about is it profitable? You know, how, how cost effective is it? You know, it, it, based on you know, purchasing a truck, and grooming dogs. So anybody that is a dog groomer out there, you guys know money comes slowly. It comes dog to dog. So, you know, you're making whatever. You're making 70, 80 bucks. You're not selling a diamond ring that you bought for $1,000 and you're selling for four. It's just not that simple. So with mobile dog grooming, 
one of the things that we have to keep in mind is that you cannot groom as many dogs as you would if you had an established business somewhere where the dogs are coming to you. So you really have to incorporate that in your money in the business on how profitable it can be, uh, which right away means you need to charge more. You have to charge more. If you're doing less dogs, then you have to charge more. And it's all relative because you are providing a convenience. A lot of people, we just spoke to our producer, Mark Winter. He loves uh, mobile grooming. He uses his mobile grooming. It's very, very convenient. The dog's outside. He gets groomed. He comes back in. You don't have to leave the dog all day. So again, mobile grooming is something that is convenient. It's necessary for some people. Uh, you have a lot of um, maybe elderly people that can't get out. They don't drive anymore. So mobile grooming is a huge benefit to them. And, uh, and in a lot of cases, the dog too. Uh, some dogs might be nervous. They don't like being out of their environment. They sense that they're just outside of their house and they'll accept it more. But again, we need to charge more as a mobile groomer. It's very, very important. Also, one of the things too is that you have to incorporate your drive time and your setup time. So if you're a mobile groomer, now you're driving from one neighborhood to another, it can be a half an hour away. It can, you know what I'm saying? So now it's a half an hour into your day here. By the time you get to the next client's dog, you know, there's that drive time period where again, you're not going to be able to do as many dogs a day. So with that being said, one of the things that as a mobile groomer, you can offer is, let's say you have a client in a, a neighborhood, you can say to that client, if you maybe get your neighbor to sign on and get their dog groomed, you know, you'll give a discount, maybe you'll give a, you know, a 10% discount, if they get you another client. So the concept here is build up as many clients as you can in the same neighborhood or even on the same block to make it a more efficient process and more profitable for you, almost like a landscaper does. Landscapers tend to cut lawns in the neighborhood and they're doing their neighbor's lawn and so on and so on. Same thing. If you are a mobile dog groomer, try to get your dogs lined up in the same neighborhood or same block. Yeah, that's. I was actually going to say that a landscaper's best friend is word of mouth when you have five houses on the same block because now you're not driving anywhere for a little while and you're saving a lot of time and uh, you know, you're just doing a bunch of neighbors' lawns and mobile groomers need to seek the same thing. A lot of people have dogs that live on one block, you know? So it's like where you want to get that word of mouth going and um, yeah, and hopefully be able to do like, you know, three dogs on the same block. That's, that's going to save you a lot, you know? There you go. Absolutely. It's going to save you a lot of time. You want to try to, you know, decrease your drive time as much as you possibly can. Again, just to be cost effective, to be more efficient. Um, so running a mobile dog grooming uh, business as opposed to running a what we have here, a store or even, you know, a lot of people will groom out of their house, out of their garage or basement legally, of course, guys, please don't groom illegally. It's not good. You can get sued, all that stuff. But yeah, the difference is, you know, dogs are coming through our door and they're coming to us. Actually, a lot more convenient for the groomer. So if you choose mobile grooming, you really do have to uh, kind of set yourself up and you kind of have to work a little harder. You know, you have to prepare, you have to make sure you have equipment on board, you can't run out of shampoo, and now you're on the road, you know. So there's a lot more that goes into mobile grooming as opposed to having a storefront. You know, you really have to think a little bit more ahead 
make sure your equipment's working, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, you just have to kind of worry about it a little bit more. But again, you are providing this convenience and uh, you should be paid for it, you know, extra. You, you definitely need to charge more as a mobile groomer. A lot more planning definitely yes. goes into it on a day-to-day basis. You know, for us, if a customer can't make it, that's okay. Our day isn't derailed or anything. We'll just do them the next day or whatever other day that they rebook. But you, as a mobile groomer, now you're the one going to your clients. So, you know, there's traffic. There's what if you have car trouble? There's just a a whole other host of things that happen where you got to get there because who knows, maybe that customer who was waiting for you to get there took off of work that day so that they could be at their house waiting for you. You know, there's a lot more pressure on you as opposed to us where it's like, well, we're here. So you can't make it. That's okay. We're still functioning, but that's right. That's that's such a good point. Or, you know, a dog might take you a little extra time and now you're behind on schedule. And now again, you're incorporating that drive time. You got to get to the next client. So again, you guys deserve, uh, you know, that extra amount that you're getting to run your mobile grooming business. And we appreciate you guys too, because uh, we recommend a lot of mobile groomers to people whose dogs don't do well sitting all day in the shop. We have a couple of local mobile groomers that we recommend over here. And uh, as a matter of fact, if you're in the in Florida, if you're in the uh, Fort Lauderdale area, our producer Mark uses uh, Coco's mobile dog grooming in the Fort Lauderdale area. So check them out. If you guys are there and you need a mobile dog groomer, check out Coco's mobile dog grooming. So, uh, you know, again, we appreciate you guys. So let's get into a little bit of uh, some of the the pricing here because people will ask a lot of times it seems great until you really start digging into how much it might cost to start a mobile dog grooming service. Now, Here's the thing, and you got to be real careful with this stuff. You can buy a used van that's equipped with everything you're going to need. Some of them, you know, we looked online, we Googled some of it, and guys, you got to be really, really careful with this. You know, some of them are as low as like $10,000, even $15,000. Listen, let me tell you something. If you get a used vehicle, you have to really understand that you are getting a used vehicle. A lot of these mobile grooming vehicles are completely outdated with what's going on in today's, you know, mobile grooming industry. And one of the main problems is, is you're not going to have a water source. Most of the mobile grooming that's being manufactured now is all self-contained. These trucks are state-of-the-art. When I say state-of-the-art, I mean, you could practically live in some of these. You can jump in the tub yourself and take a bubble bath. I mean, (laughs) some of these mobile grooming trucks are just so cool to even look at. We're in awe of them. So again, if you're looking at something that's under $20,000, more than likely, you're not going to have a water source hookup, which is going to impose a huge problem. If your appointment is in an area where there's a lot of apartments and stuff like that, where are you hooking up? You need water. So again, it's going to impose a big issue. Uh, You know, you might be able to just do like single family homes and neighborhoods like that, but it is going to limit you. Uh, as opposed to the self-contained, more modern mobile groomers, grooming trucks rather, where not only is the water source hookup good, you know, they're equipped with high-end generators, efficient generators for electricity. Again, if you're looking to start a mobile grooming business, just understand, yes, you can get in for a low cost, but you're definitely going to have some issues, not to mention mileage on that truck. You got to think of that too. Forgetting even the grooming end of it, mileage on the truck, 
these trucks travel a lot. They're going from here to there. So, you know, maintenance on that truck, if you're buying a used vehicle, just remember, you're probably going to dump a lot of money just into the engine itself. You know, maybe if you like a radio, you're going to have to invest in a nice radio or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at a few right now. Prices definitely vary. It's exactly what you're saying. If you want to go older, you know, 2003 <laughs> is yeah. what I'm seeing here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's only going to cost you 10000 But yeah. if you want something a little bit more state of the art, I'm seeing here 2019, $65,000. Ooh, know, baby. That's... Um, <laughs> That's, you know, Dodge Promaster Mobile Grooming Van. That's, you know, and, and here's the thing. Doesn't even look that nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's just some, kind of, you know. Some of them are even more. They get into the 100000 But again, guys, you know, here's the thing. If you have some money and, you know, you don't have to pay for it all at once. These, these companies, they do financing. There's a really good company that we recommend. We see them at the dog shows all the time at, at Intergroom and stuff. They're called Wag and Tails. Not Wagon, just Wag. W-A-G, the letter N, Tails, Wagon Tails Conversions in Indiana. Check them out. These guys have really, really nice vehicles. If you're looking to get something really, really nice and you got that money and you really want to invest in a good, solid business, check out Wagon Tails in Indiana. Um, these guys have some really, really nice, nice mobile uh, grooming trucks. So, Again, so there you go. You just have to look out. If you're buying something cheap, you're going to get something cheap. But again, it's a good way to start. It's just going to be more work and you're going to probably put a lot of money into that vehicle as opposed to these new self-contained you know, conversion trucks that uh, we're looking at in this more modern day. Just a lot, lot more technology being used in them. So with that being said, this is the number one and most important thing <laughs> that I want to say, though. If you're going to start a mobile grooming or any grooming, here's the thing, guys. You got to be a dog groomer. <laughs> That's important. Okay. I know it sounds silly, but here's the thing. You got people looking into getting into mobile dog grooming, okay, that are not even dog groomers. Guys, you need to have experience as a dog groomer or at least know somebody who does, okay, if you're going to try to start this business, okay? So don't get into this business thinking that you're going to make tons of money and you haven't gone to dog grooming school or learned how to groom somehow. Yeah. You, yeah. Know? I, you know what? And I've seen mobile groomers tank, unfortunately, yeah. you're gonna because f- of that. That's right. You're going to fail right away. Like immediately, almost immediately. As a matter of fact, a lot of experienced dog groomers, even us, you know, Anthony being with us, we tend to want to do mobile dog grooming at the tail end of our career as a, like a retirement thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, you, if you're that dog groomer that's worked hard and maybe you built up enough funds, enough money where you now you want to just buy a nice truck and kind of just do, you know, two, three, four dogs a day, you know, a couple of times a week and still maintain yourself that's really how it works. But if you're young, if you're young and you want to start this, be experienced, learn how to groom first and learn about the mobile grooming in particular. It's different than a regular dog grooming business. Yeah. It's going to be kind of hard for you to just all of a sudden start, so to speak, kicking the tires on a mobile (laughs) grooming when you have no following, you have no clientele. You're fresh (laughs) out of grooming school. 
Yeah. Uh, like, okay, you might get a customer or two right out of the gate just from driving the truck around once it's all ready and it has a number on it. But, you know, you might only be grooming one dog a week. You don't know. It, it's yeah. you're not prepared to a lot more goes into it than just having, you know, eight dogs coming into your store. Now you're, you, you don't have a store. You're just driving around aimlessly, yeah. wasting gas and time. That's right. And you don't have anybody. The best way to build a clientele as a groomer is to be a good groomer. That's um, right. All around uh, safety, which is that's our main thing. We may as well just wear that on a T-shirt. That's you right. know, safety, being good at it, being likable. A lot of groomers struggle with the likable part. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of jerk groomers out there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's a lot of kick jerk you out of their shops too. You know? <laughs> yeah, they'll kick you out. They'll charge you even though you didn't show up. Stuff, weird stuff. I don't know. You know, that's the whole thing. You gotta, you, at the very least, after all the legalities and you get your truck and all that, you gotta hammer out those other details. Or you gotta be a good groomer that's too. Right. Just yeah. just because you have a van doesn't mean it's okay to do bad groomings. No. Or, or no grooming at all. I've had people inquire, even in the shop here, I was thinking about opening up a mobile grooming. What do you think? It's And yeah. I, and I my question to them is, are you a groomer? And they go, no, nah, no. Nah. So okay. Then no. <laughs> so then, you know, I want to go to the moon, but I'm not an astronaut. Yeah. What are you even talking about? Yeah, I don't you know. Understand. I'll hire somebody to do it. Okay. Are they a groomer? Are they a groomer? <laughs> very, very important aspect to mobile grooming. You need to be a groomer. You have to. You have to groom. Yeah. And here's here's the thing too. There's aspects of mobile grooming where you have to be a better groomer than a groomer you're, with a store. You're damn now right. You, you have to be good at it in a confined space. That's. <laughs> That's all that, right, dude. All that management, that time management and all that. It's like that mobile groomers have a lot of stuff to worry about that me and you don't have to worry about at all. You're damn right. Uh, you know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. You know, that's why we love you guys. Thank you for what you do. Mobile grooming is so important, ultimately for the dogs and, you know, and the people out there, like we mentioned. But yeah, man, we love you guys. And you got to be a special kind of groomer to be, you know, in a van grooming dogs you know it's a you know definitely it's it's a hard enough job as it is and now you're doing it you know in a confined space like you said and you got to be an extra groomer yeah yeah a little extra man it's nothing to shy away from that's that's some tough stuff it's tough business i like what you said grooming's hard to begin with now do it in a van (laughs) yeah okay uh gosh man it, it, it is. You know, here's the thing too. Now that you're in a van, it kind of like limits your help too. Unless you have a big enough van, okay, where you have somebody bathing your dogs, most mobile groomers are out on their own. They're alone all day. They're doing, you know, start to finish. They're bathing the dog. They don't have a bath. They're doing the complete job. Again, they're they're alone all day. Oh, they're alone. Yeah. They're- and here's the thing too. Grooming's full of different challenges. See, one of the biggest challenges as a groomer, as for us especially, is uh, you got you're going to have interruptions throughout the day, whether your phone's ringing or somebody's coming in while you have scissors at a dog's throat and you're trying <laughs> not to cut the dog. And now your door is swinging open. Hey, how's it going? You know, all <laughs> it's whoa. Hi. You um, get it all the time. Yeah. Here's the thing. So imagine what a mobile groomer has to go to because now you're parked outside of somebody's house and you're going to have that neighbor. Oh, what's this? What's oh, going on? Groomer. What do you think they're going to do? You think they're going to wait for you to come out or are yeah. they going to go bang on the side? of the door yeah. boom 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 hey yeah. what are you doing there mobile grooming i yeah. got a dog you yeah. know it's like you're gonna have now, to be now, 
prepared for that. Yeah, you're holding the dog's ear in your hand. Right. Whoa. And and now there's a there, you know, again, another challenge for mobile groomers that's not as hard for us because yeah, we got to worry about the door swinging open, but not everybody's going to be as nice as up to a mobile groomer who's parked outside of their house across the street, you know, yeah, some people might just say, "Oh, let me call the number. They're there. They're probably working." But you're going to have those yeah. people who yeah. are just, hey, "I'm going to go knock on the window, see what's exactly. up." Whoa! <laughs> it's, or, it's Or you're going to have somebody with a kid that's going to go, "Oh, look at how colorful this truck is. Let's go look at the doggies." Boom, yeah, right, boom, right. boom, right. boom, you know boom, I mean? boom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Yeah. Anyway, listen. With that being said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go to a quick break, and we're going to come back. We're going to sum up uh, what we talked about, and we're going to get to our funny comment section. So uh, we got that when we come back on Groomer Humor. When I adopted her, she was a mess. Scabs, itching, licking, missing fur, hot spots, a thin, dull coat. So I take the dog to the vet for the standard run-of-the-mill tests and treatments. No results. I hear your advertisement on the radio. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. So I get the five-pound box of Dynavite and the Lico Chops within a four-week total. Instead of a German Shedder, I have a German Shepherd. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog for life because she gets fed Dynavite. And the results, they're just incredibly outstanding. And she loves it. When you rescue a dog... You have to do the right thing. You've got to feed them right for life. Do the Dynavite. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back to Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. We are your hosts. I'm Anthony Ray, hanging out with Daddy O, Rudy V. We're covering a lot today. Kicked it all off with some alcoholism, which then transitioned into mobile grooming, and that's uh, that's really what the episode is about. We're talking about mobile grooming mainly, a little bit of alcohol here and there, but mainly. <laughs> mobile grooming, the legality of it, benefits of it, do's and don'ts, costs and profit. Most importantly, though, we are discussing the cardinal thing. If you're going to be a mobile groomer is be a groomer. <laughs> you have to be a dog groomer. Don't just jump into that with no experience and uh, and think that, um, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going <laughs> to buy a house down down Mexico or something. You know, it's <laughs> like, yeah, this is going to be great. What do I got to do this for like two months and then I'm rich? No, no. Trust me, if I don't have a Ferrari yet and you're just out of grooming school, you ain't going to have a Ferrari for a while either. No. But there's so many benefits to mobile grooming and they don't get enough credit. I feel like the stigma of driving around in a van makes people think that somehow mobile groomers are less than and uh, or, or gimmicky. Yeah. And um, there is nothing less than than a mobile that there is they there we've covered it a little bit in the show they have challenges above and beyond yep. what a normal stationary groomer has with, a, with there we have our own challenges here where we are but 
definitely show the mobile groomers the respect they deserve. Those people work really, really hard and they take huge risks that, yes. you know, you're out on the road and yep. it's yeah. just it, a lot goes into it. And I hope we covered it in depth enough to at least give you guys a little bit more of an insight into what goes into it because it's tough, man. And thank God for them because like you made a really good point earlier in the show, Dad, where you said that one of the biggest things is elder people. Not everybody can get up at nine in the morning and drive their dog. They don't drive anymore. Right. So, yeah, they still have a dog that they love. Mm -hmm. And Um, without you mobile groomers, mm -hmm. how's that dog getting groomed? Right. Uh, You know, so and that's one of the many reasons. But it's yeah, we love all our mobile groomer friends out there. You guys are great. Yes, we love you guys. They provide a great service. So take care of them, you know, tip them well. And, you know, God bless you mobile groomers out there. And again, if you're looking to get a a truck, check out Wagon Tails Conversions in Indiana. They're a great company um, and they have some really, really beautiful trucks. So check them out. So anyway, with that said, we are going to get into our funny comment section. I'm a professional. I like this one a lot. I, this, this, this one's cute. I don't know how funny it is, but this person said, and this is on our, our YouTube channel, Grooming by Rudy. So uh, check us out on YouTube. Just go to Grooming by Rudy. We got a ton of videos out there for you guys to watch. But this is one of the comments off of the I, I forget what video it's on, but anyway, here's the comment. It says, my dog watches your channel with me and he barks at the screen whenever you talk. He, <laughs> he thinks his name is Rudy. Aww. <laughs> I, I want to get in touch with them. I have questions. Yeah. Is that, is that, is it an angry bark? I don't know. Or is, <laughs> is he like mad at you or does he like you? Right. Is he saying what a lot of other people say? Like, you know, I hate your voice. Talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> is that what he's trying to say? I don't know. You know, it's just, yeah. you know, but right. um, apparently they must just say to him like, uh, you know, what are you barking at Rudy? And he, and, and he thinks his name is Rudy too. So Aww, that's, that's funny. That's, that's fun. You know what? That's, that's weird. That's not the first person that has no. said that they watched the show with their dog yeah i love that i love that that. yeah yeah so yeah we appreciate you guys watching but man if you could watch with your dog thank you so much it's that's so kind you know what whether the dog is barking at you because he likes you or he hates you Mm -hmm. it's a lot better than someone saying i want to shoot you with a knife remember that comment yeah exactly i want to shoot you with a knife with a knife that's (laughs) russian infantry what shoot us with a knife (laughs) Right, exactly. Right. You know, yeah. what, you know, what are you, Mortal Kombat? You yeah. know, like just you know? right, right. Just stab. Yeah. That, just that, stab. If you're gonna listen, if you're gonna commit murder, what the hell? Yeah, either stab or shoot me. Don't do both. Right, yeah, don't do both. Right. I think that's what you said the first time we read yeah. that comment. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> don't do both. You don't, don't need. If you're gonna I, stab me or shoot, just do, yeah. you know, pick one. One of the. Uh, that's why I, I prefer these comments. I like yeah, these are nice. Yeah. These these make me feel comfortable. The other ones, yeah, I got to be honest, with you, they scare me a little bit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right, the, right. This is this is nice. You know, my dog watches with me. I I, I like. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's what it's all about. We love right. you guys, and we love all your dogs yes. and your cats and whatever you got. Yes. Some people got weird ass pets. We are but. we are animal lovers here. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks so much for stopping by, guys. As always, we'd like to thank our producer, Mark Winter. Thank you so much, Mark, for dealing with us. <laughs> you guys have no idea. Mark asks us every time we record, uh, what's the show going to be about? And we give him a, a, a quick little 
thing. And then the next thing you know, we're talking about alcohol. So thank you, Mark, for dealing with our shenanigans. <laughs> um, if you haven't already, head on over to our YouTube channel. It's called Grooming by Rudy. That's Grooming by Rudy on YouTube.com. Leave a comment, like, share, and subscribe. We want to hear from all you guys. You could also like Grooming by Rudy on Facebook, follow Grooming by Rudy on Instagram and Twitter. It has been an absolute pleasure as always. Until next time, take care of yourselves and your pets. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.